Welcome to The Wind Down, an afternoon podcast where two techie blokes sit down over a bowl of wine and chat about what's happening in the world of tech. Enjoy while Scott and Nick open up about their week in technology. Well, ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to The Wind Down. I'm Nick and with me I've got... Scott. Hello, Scott. How are you? Hello, Nick. <laughs> we, we should record this bit. <laughs> What's that? We should pre-record this. <laughs> we should pre-record this. It's far better if we do it live every time. Now, out of interest, where are we? What are we drinking? We're in the Greenwood today. The Greenwood? It's been a few months. We've decided to finally make our way up here, given it's the start of winter and the sun's out. Well, that's very nice. That's, that's gorgeous. The Greenwood Hotel in the middle of North Sydney. And what are we drinking? Ah, so you would remember that we actually had a, um, a, a bottle previously at the Firehouse, which was the, the, the Jackos blend, the Jeff Merrill Jackos. Yep. This is the uh, same, um, uh, same overall company, the Jeff Merrill one, but Pimpala Road, so Woodcroft, South Australia, in that broader wine well, region. Bring that up to the camera so, so everybody can see we that. Go. There we go. Um, this is another part of that, that broader family of wines. This is a Shiraz, and it's mm-hmm. quite a nice little, um, little old medium rounder drop. Cool, very nice, very it's nice. It holds its own. Yep. It's, it's not going to win any master races, but it certainly won't come last either. Let me try it. Okay. Yep, that's not too disgusting that, at you, all. That's not too disgusting. That's okay. All Excellent. Right. We're so up and running. Today we're going to have a chat about data. Data? Or is it data? No, only in Star Trek is it called data. <laughs> now. So talk to me about data. What's your view on data, Scott? What? I think organisations have collected a significant amount of data over the years mm-hmm. and they either don't know they have it or they don't know what to do with it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think lots of people turn around to me and say, yeah, data's, data's one thing, right? Um, but converting it to information is a whole nother yes. thing. And so I think, yeah, I, I met the, the guy who he really ran IT for Unilever and he said the difference between a small manufacturing company and Unilever is Unilever make every decision from data and small manufacturing companies make gut decisions they don't work off the, the data now, I, now I've confused myself haven't I I'm saying data data let's call the whole thing oh, off. that's alright <laughs> one of the things I keep talking to even, even our vendors about um, quite a lot um, we'll get vendors coming and saying look you can use our systems you get access to all of this information here's all your logs yep. here's all this data and in one respect, that's great because you've you've got a lot of visibility over what is possible. Yep. In another respect, though, the data is useless unless you understand how to read it. Yeah, you're right. And you really either need that a person with that skill in house, or you need a system you can put all that data into that produces information. And it's Sh- the information that's really valuable. But shouldn't everyone really have skills to interpret the data around their job and? understand it and slice and dice it and make decisions? At a basic level, yes, but today there is so much data that you now are saying everyone really needs to be a business analyst and understand what to do with it, understand tools such as Power BI that we'll get into or even Excel to some degree, Um, but there's a lot of data available around just about everything that happens in a business these days. You can't really do it yourself. Good point. Good point. Okay. So, but somebody can come in, do a project, get it set up for you, and then you can consume that. You, you, you could, once it's all set up. I'm assuming that your data sources don't change or your types of data don't change. Yep. Um, 
even things like um, security data and antivirus and things like that, those security systems, and um, they can pull in things like firewall logs, antivirus logs, all these all the usability logs about what's happening on not just your machine, but every machine in the organization, come up. And if you were to look at that, that could be easily a million lines of text yeah, easy, des- easy. describing just yeah. various events that happen, like user 10 opened this application at this time on this day. Yep. And you go, what are we going to do with that? Okay, so this is where things like the automated systems come in. They grab all that data and they look for patterns, known patterns of this could be a bad thing happening. This is just looking at this from a security context. When they detect that, they can actually then generate some information to a security engineer, for example, saying, I've detected this pattern in this data log. You should go and investigate. This could be a bad thing happening in the organization. But that, that's one use of using tools to scan through all the data to produce actual mm-hmm. information. Yep, no, I understand. So, so therefore, the question we're answering today is how do I turn the data in my business into information to make decisions, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. What about power usage, for example? Mm-hmm. You could generate well, let's, lots let's, of let's data out of that. break up a few. We've got power usage. We've got logs of things being used. Yes. But not just that. We have sales data. We have customer data. We Ooh, have yes. all the emails we send to customers. Mm. You know, how many customers have we contacted recently? What about our top 10? All of that, that's all accessible, right? If you can just turn your data into information. It, it, it is. Um, I was talking to one organization um, uh, in the last week. Yep. They actually go and look at all of your business data, all of the interactions you have with everybody, yep. and try to determine the health of your client base. Yeah, good point. Now, we're talking to those guys this week. That, yes. that is fascinating. It was, it was interesting. I've still got to go and have a bit of a closer look at to um, exactly how well they go with it. But mm. the concept is actually brilliant about using that to say, these are our top 10 customers, but yep. look, they've had like three emails in two months. Cool. What? Obviously, they're not a top 10 customer. I agree. Let's take a lunch break, and we'll come back and do the rest. Excellent. Cool. cool. And we're back. How was oh, your lunch, Scott? That was a very quick and lovely lunch. <laughs> it was for them, but for yes. us, it wasn't that quick. So, back to turning your business data into information. Okay. okay. So, yeah, we talked about, you talked about log analytics. You talked about looking at logs. Now, that's useful if you're an IT pro. That's fair. Okay. But if I'm not an IT pro and I'm running a business, where are some of the ways, what's some of the data I might have in my business, and how can I turn that into information? Let's, so, let's have a think. You've got a, a fairly broad list of categories, right from financial data out of even zero, or your payment systems, yep. your invoicing systems, how often are your clients paying on time? Well, let's start with that, right? Yeah. So, so if you think about it, every business probably has a financial management system. Absolutely. Even if it's a shoebox, you probably do. And so what's in a financial management system? You've got all of your customers, all of your suppliers. Yes how much they all spend and how much you spend on them, how regularly they pay, how slowly they pay, and and how much business they do with you over time. Now, that's fascinating data. What kind of information do you reckon we can get from that? So Let's look at that for a second. Let's say you've been in business for a while. Let's say you've got 500 clients on a list somewhere, even 1,000 clients on a list, whatever it is. Yep. Okay. Would you know if one of them stopped buying things off you? No, you wouldn't have a clue, and right? In, well, it depends on how good your sales team and account management teams are. But the, from what I've seen in most businesses, they don't really make a lot of use of that financial data. They don't make a lot of use of uh, these were our top 10 clients that we measured manually a year ago. 
And then you look at that list now and find out, well, three of these haven't actually bought anything in the last six months. Yeah. Why is that? Have you actually gone and asked them? And the answer is usually, we didn't even realise that was happening. And this is the information level where you can actually start to get trends on what's happening in the business, who's doing what or who's not doing what, and therefore you can actually make quicker decisions about what do we have to do to fix this? How are we going to find out more? Is there a problem that could actually grow bigger or what? where's this all heading? So, so I found some interesting ones. I was actually chatting to Lester in our team and he used to look after a team that built an inventory oh. system and they moved from Excel and doing really bad inventory to doing it properly. And they suddenly found out that, you know, they, they sold nationally and in certain places people would buy product A for this much money, but in other locations they'd buy it for a different price. And if you got the prices wrong in the wrong places, your sales fell flat. And if you got them right, the sales were huge. And that's stuff you can only know by looking at your so, data, right? So there's a lot of sales analytics, which is how do we get more revenue coming in through yep. more really fine-tuning, what are we selling, where are we selling, at what price, that, that whole yep. marketing, product price, etc. issue. You've also got operationally, how do we make our business more efficient through yes. the use of all the information we can get out of our data, or what are the key bits of information we want to trend or um, track, for example, on a, on a dashboard even, collecting all the data, running it through some sort of algorithm to produce the information you need, putting that on a big TV screen on a wall. So on a daily basis or hourly basis or minute basis, whatever it is, you can see how things are trending and you want to know where are we heading. And it could very well be that you measure it every minute, but you track it across a day so that you've got those 1,440-odd measurements to, to go forward. So, so we've, we've touched on taking data you have and turning it into information and helping with sales and inventory and those sorts of things but you're forgetting what we did about a year ago for one of our customers where we used machine learning oh, yes. and turned that historical sales data into a future prediction of sales that, that, that's very true we, we spoke about this a few episodes ago mm -hmm. and this was the thing where you don't actually have to be the one doing the work. You don't have to be some really detailed, I know Excel inside our business analyst that can take data from anywhere and produce a result. This has largely been automated these days. You can put all of this data into tools and systems like Power BI, for example. Yep. Understand there's a bit of logic around it, but just sort of work out, I need to know this. How would I know this? I, I get that and that. And if you can explain the logic and generate an answer... You've got your data, and there it is on the screen in front of you. Yeah, so I've got to talk. I've got to tell you something cool about Power BI this week. Oh, okay. So something cool about Power BI this week is um, um, Microsoft licensed an AI technology called GPT-3. Oh, yes, yes. There's yes, about a yes. hundred companies in the world who've got a licensed GPT-3. We're one of them. Microsoft's another one. You know, it's nice to be up there. Um, and where they're using GPT-3 is in two places: in Power Apps and Power BI. And in Power BI, they've just released a feature called the Easy Measure. And so what used to happen in Power BI, when you wanted to come up with a, a, a computation, say, you know, sales per month or something like that, you had to write this horrible query in something called DAX. Now, DAX is fine if you're a data person, um, but if you're not a data person, DAX is really hard. Um, but now they're using GPT-3, so you tell it in English what measure you want, and it will write the DAX query for you. And I've seen the sort of English queries you can put into GPT-3 and the answers it gives. And I'm pretty impressed, actually. It's pretty cool, eh? I've seen it write little news articles as well. Yep. And in some cases, that grammar is better than what I've seen coming out of today's journalists. 
Oh, the now, now, now. I'm not going to go there. I, I write for a CRN magazine, I'll have you I, know. I, I wasn't <laughs> seeing you in particular. But I just, I've just noticed that the, the quality of journalism could really go through one of these AI checkers to flag a few things and say, hey, maybe these two words don't go together. Yeah, no, you've got a point. You've got a point. So, so that's, that's fascinating. I was really... Now, I hate to use the word democratising because it's overused and it's crass, but it, it's kind of taking all that stuff that used to be hard and putting it in the hands of the business, which is where they need that information. No, that's just it. it. It's hard to make decisions around information you don't have. Yeah. And the more information you have access to, then you can work out what, what is important to you and what's not. Mm-hmm. So focus on the important parts. You can get some great business decisions out of that. Work for it, grow the business, be more profitable. Yep. It's all about the data these days. There's other things, right? We we work with a couple of IT teams, and they have helped their software, but I bet they can't tell you the top 10 requests. Mm. And this is about what you do with the data in those systems, and therefore, it's it's the whole thing. There's so much untapped potential in so many businesses to generate useful information. It's quite amazing. Yeah, no, it's interesting. So uh, we were doing a, working with a customer recently where we are migrating from one help desk system to another. And as I was working with the migration, I thought I'd, I'd take the data and run a few AI models against it. Because people raise help desk tickets in different ways, you know, please can you help me with my PC? My PC won't work. It's broken. It's broke. Fix it now would be all about the same problem, right? What's nice about using something like, yeah, OpenAI and GPT-3, although I can't talk too much about it, is how we actually can use that to classify out of that data what are the top 10 tickets, what are the top 10 users, what are the most important issues affecting users, what causes the most downtime, what takes the largest amount to fix, i.e., which projects do I do in IT to reduce my cost of support? And, and, and that's what it really comes down to. So if you can work out that, hey, if we trained our staff in this particular element of something because we yep. get the most calls on that, or maybe these three people produce the most tickets, why is that? How do we solve that problem? And all of a sudden, after working on them, maybe you spend a year just chiseling down one by one all the little elements, and you finally work out you actually need one less person doing support, and they can then be more productive in other elements of the business. So, if you were to turn your data into information, you can sell more. Yes. You can make more profit. Yes. You can reduce your costs. Absolutely. You can understand your business more. You can make the right decisions, and you can test that decisions are right. That sounds pretty powerful. That sounds pretty good. Why don't people do this? But how does someone do it, right? How do I go from, yeah, I've got all this data, I've got databases and systems and people. How do I get to the point where it's information, Scott? Uh, Look, I'd I'd like to say magically that we are the only ones that know anything about this and come and see us and we'll fix this up for you. Yeah, that's not really true. No, that's not true at all. But we do Uh, know something about it. We do. And look, if if this was 10, 15, 20 years ago, that may be the case. But look, a a lot of these tools are available to the average user these days and they're they're not expensive. a proper Power BI license is, what, $20 a month or something? Yeah, I know. It's not expensive. For $20 a month, would yep. you get all your data and info, into information and put it on a board? Of course you would. It's just a matter of taking the time to do it. Yep. Okay, so let's take the time to do it. Let's see what people need and get people to reach out to us. You know, you could, you could leave a message, you could leave a comment and say, yeah, I'm stuck in this. I think we'd be happy to give you some pointers, right? Absolutely. Maybe we can do a blog post. Maybe we should do a blog post. Let's do one of those. Maybe, maybe let's get GPT-3 to do a blog post for us. We, we, we could do that. We'll give that a crack. See how let's that see works. see how that works. That'd be interesting, actually. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, that was the wind-down from the Greenwood Hotel in North Sydney. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Nick.
Cool. And if you did like what you heard, make sure you subscribe, leave a like, and if you want us to discuss something you're interested in, leave a comment down the bottom. Great. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. See ya. Bye.